Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and my sisters. It is Brother Solis with another episode of Coffee and the Truth. I got my man again in the studio with me today, my brother from another mother. Just don't ask Maury because he might say we got the same one. Brother Tanner Lopez. What's up? And he has brought a, a friend, but not a stranger to us, maybe a stranger to y'all on the podcast. Brother Elliot Staines. Mm-hmm. Tell us about yourself, young man. Well, I'm a drummer at Peace Tabernacle here in Wharton, Texas. I also write music, um, One God Apostolic. Yes, sir. And so I'm going to put it out there. Go follow my Instagram at E.T. Staines. And then subscribe to my YouTube channel, Elliot Staines. It's the one with 70 subscribers because the other one is an older channel. So, yeah. Follow my man. Show him some love. Mm-hmm. Support your brother. Come on. Don't make me have to preach to you already. Support your brother. Show him some love. All right. Today, we discussed after our last podcast, we wanted to talk about a topic. And it was... it's. Fascinating the way the Lord works because me and Tanner happen to be thinking about the same exact <laughs> topic. Yes, sir. Very popular topic, but unpopular to talk about. Mm-hmm. And that is insecurity. Yes, insecurity is something that we kind of tuck under the rug or we've kind of been hiding from telling others about it or ashamed. Some of us do feel ashamed. Because we feel that we're supposed, yes, we're supposed to be on a certain level that others, mentors or people that inspire us are on and we feel that we're supposed to be on the same page as them. So we're shy about it. We hide about it. We hide behind them and kind of took them away in the closet and put on this mask even before the CDC recommended it, we, we hide behind it. And so I'm, a, I'm in my 30s now. I hit, I hit 30 years old, what, like two weeks ago. And I dealt with it as a teenager. Didn't really realize I dealt with it until I got into my, I was about, had to be 28 years old when I finally realized that I, was, I had insecurities within my life. So as a young man, or just a young person, and I say because this doesn't only affect young men, it affects people. When I say insecurity, what do you think it is? When I think of insecurity, what comes to mind is a lack of confidence. Immediately when I think of insecurity, it's just like you have a fault. Like your foundation is not solid because you don't believe in yourself or you don't believe that God can use you or that you're worth anything? Um, Jealousy, lack of self-worth, and like feeling like you're not enough is what I... Yeah, we we often look at insecurity as as something that, oh, a person has to, I guess, be depressed, per se, got to be down, low self-esteem, but necessarily, it's a, a, a pride in itself is a, a form of insecurity. Yes. And amongst men, we do we we're prideful. Yes. 
You know, we want to be alpha males and we want to be the macho man. And pride is 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 a, a form of it. And the reason why I say that is because when I do something with pride, I'm looking for somebody to tell me, bro, man, you did a really good job. Instead of telling myself that, I'm looking around for a hand clap of applause for myself. Or I'm looking to better myself by downing others. When someone wants to talk about somebody else, I'm going to down them because they can't do a good enough job like me. So I'm going to try to push myself up or pick myself up or give myself a, a toot my own, my own horn, as they say. And that's what we do with pride. And it is a, a form of insecurity. Jealousy is a form of insecurity. Why? Because I don't have to be jealous of you if I'm confident within myself. I know we don't. We kind of want to avoid that one, right? When, like I said, we kind of look at insecurity as a person who's uh, somewhat depressed. And the reason why I say depression, I use that because that's the illustration that we think in our mind. You got to be low and you never can pick your head up and it's always, woe is me. But sometimes... It's not like that. And most of the time, it's not like that. And for me, coming from the rapper background, I, that's what I was looking for. And I talk now about insecurity to my youth group, and I, I, I share the my failures with them because I tell them, look, it's not because I batted 100% that I'm able to talk about these topics. It's because I failed in these areas, and I want y'all to be better than me. I tell them straight up, I, I, as a youth pastor, I tell them straight up, be better than me. I have no problem with them being better than me. I have no problem with them excelling me. I think that's what a leader is. You know, I always, always go back to the, Jesus Christ. I have to. Here he is, got 120 people at the day of Pentecost gathered up. And then P Peter preaches the Acts 238 message and 3,000 people are added to the church. You know, by numbers, we can sit there and say, wow, Peter did more work than Jesus Christ did because he has 100. Jesus got 120 to go, and then Peter gets 3,000. You get what I'm saying? If we're, we're talking about on a number scale. But if you look at the leadership of Jesus Christ, he was always wanting his disciples. He even says, many more y'all shall see. He says, this ain't even what y'all looking at these miracles that y'all seeing that I'm doing now. Y'all ain't seen nothing yet. Y'all going to do more than, than, than this. That's what an effective leader is. But I could not get there as a leader because I was insecure, which is crazy. I was insecure within myself, and I didn't know how to handle that. And it's kind of ironic because if I'm insecure as a youth pastor and I'm dealing with a whole bunch of people that are insecure within themselves, guess what's going to happen? There's going to be some conflict. Why? Because I'm not confident in myself and they're not confident in their selves. So we have a bunch of the same people dealing with the same emotions and we have nobody in the room to help us to understand that, hey, I know the root of your problem and I know how to get you past that. Insecurity, in my opinion, is not going to make you unsuccessful is this going to set you back from doing what you want to do 
with confidence. Get what I'm saying? You're not going to be able to step on the field and be confident within yourself. You may be able to throw a touchdown, but you know that you just threw the ball. Have an insecurity. You cannot say, you know what, I've seen it, I played, I practiced, and I was confident enough to throw that pass and make that touchdown. And that's what I mean by that. I'm not saying insecurity is going to set you back to where you're just going to be dead, but it can set you back to a point that you're not able to achieve what you need to achieve for God with confidence. And, of course, we do call this the truth because we want to be open and honest with y'all. We want to be open and honest with the listener. What are some insecurities that you have dealt with? Some insecurities I've dealt with, well, back in the past, back when I was in the world, I used to, and actually, okay, let me, one thing at a time. I used to live for people. I used to want, yeah, like you, like you were saying, approval from people. I've always wanted that hand clap that, oh, you're doing a good job. Oh, you look good. So I used to wear different clothes. I used to change my personality around people in order to fit into other people's friend groups because I didn't know who I was. So I just like, I changed myself for people because I was insecure about who I really was. And so actually I got this revelation last night. The Lord had to deal with me and he was, he was telling me that I still have insecurities and that I was chasing after the approval of men. I was trying to be a people pleaser, and I honestly didn't know it. And so I broke down to the Lord. I broke down to my sister, and we just had a, a really long talk. And, you know, the Lord just pushed me through it, and he's working on me now. And I can see that I can be myself more freely, more abundantly, when I don't have a standard hanging over my head on, oh, what does he think about me? Or what did they think about me? Instead, we should live for the Lord, just for the Lord. Don't live to please brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so, but instead of being insecure about how God made you or who God made you to be or what your past is, just live for God, God above all things. Elliot, what what are some of the insecurities you have faced head on? Well, um, for those who do know, or have seen me or whatever. I used to wear glasses, blue light glasses, what they were. And, um, you know, I used to wear them all the time, church and everything. And I would tell myself, this is who I am. We're, you know, worth wearing. The, I mean, it's just glasses, but anything can be insecurities, you know. But um, it took me one day, Sunday. It was a Sunday before church. I think it was Sunday morning. And... I looked in the mirror, I was wearing the glasses, and for some reason, it just I just felt it. Why are you wearing them? You know, I was, what was happening was, I was trying to get, like, like Tanner, I was trying to get approval from men. Oh, you look good, you know, you look good with those glasses on. So I kept on wearing them and kept on wearing them, but it took me to where I had to look in the mirror by myself on a Sunday morning and tell myself why. And then 
I ended up taking the glasses off and I never worn them. You know, just glasses. It it could be anything that can. And I see where y'all going because even when I rapped, I felt that I had to have the jewelry. I had the grill, the chain, the bracelet, the watch, the rings. And you feel that you have to have this image and like you said, to be accepted. And so do you think that's what, where y'all were, it's not about the acceptance, but I feel that I have to look this way to be the certain part that I'm not. Yes. Yes. Like <clears throat> I have to like, have to go with the trend. What's going on. I have to be with it. And do you, would y'all say that that is because of a, a lack of verbal affirmation from peers, loved ones, uh, mom, dad, no, I think that my insecurity rooted from myself. I feel like it rooted be from me because it was just the environment that I, I was in. And it was, you know, school. It was like just an eating environment, you know, people constantly being on trends and people constantly yeah. just being better versions of themselves with the joy that they were wearing or the clothes that they were wearing. I didn't feel like I was up to par. So instead of encouraging myself in the mirror and being like, you know what, you are who you are, I used to be like, I'm going to be who they want me to be. And I never, I haven't said this in a while, probably since you've been in the youth group, but when I first started church, you know, those the pastor had allowed me to speak. It was more like a testimony, and I wasn't really preaching. But I, I, I told them, and Elliot probably was too young to remember, or maybe, maybe not remember. But I had told them about when I was telling my nephew you know, why fit in when you can stand out? And that's what we kind of do when we, we do start wearing things and start saying things and start acting a certain way just for acceptance. Uh, parents, youth pastors, if y'all listening, don't hammer your young ones because of that. That is something that they are fighting every day, acceptance. The first step, I believe, is like Brother Tanner opened up and said, if you didn't notice what he kept saying is himself. Help them find who they are within themselves. My ultimately, Tanner, I didn't have that background. I didn't have verbal affirmation from my dad. Me and my dad didn't have the relationship that, I guess, Hollywood paints for you. I don't, I don't know for the lack of a better word or term. But that that picture that you see in the doctor's office, you know, the a happy family, and I didn't have that. You know, my dad was a, a abuser of drugs, and I left home because of it. Kind of was raised up by my sister and my best friend's family. And it's a two-way street. You know, I, I can blame my dad or... I can sit there and say, you know what, I should have faced it head on. I don't know if it was right or wrong, but I didn't. I didn't get that from home. And when I started rapping, I finally found something that people were accepting me at. And that's why I'm telling y'all, youth pastors, parents, people who are mentors to young people, if they're probably getting or hanging around with a crowd that you don't want them hanging around with, it's most likely they're finding somebody accepting them. They're finally 
being told something that they wanted to hear that they probably didn't hear from anybody. Acceptance is a real killer. It's a murder. Because now I'm trying to live for people who don't even know how to live and make right choices for themselves. You know, I'm, I'm, we're from Warden, Texas, so we're not up there in the panhandle where we actually do get snow and some kind of winter. We actually experience all four seasons in one afternoon. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But it's funny because it's too cold for, for us. And then it gets hot and it's too hot. We want it cold. We don't know what we want. And we put who we should be in other people's hands that don't even know what they want. And then we wonder why we walk around and we don't know who who, who we are. So as Christians, young men, is insecurity something that you felt that you you shouldn't be living with? Like like something that is you don't realize that's in the Bible or you feel that was never in the Bible. This is my only problem. This is nobody else's problem. No other Christian. Did y'all kind of view that or had, had told yourself that lie? Yes. Um, let me think. Well, my first year in church, since it's my first year in church. Um, yeah. You know what? I thought a lot of the issues that I struggled with only I was struggling with, which I re- I realized that's a lie from the devil. We all struggle with things, but I just, I hit it. I really did. I buried it deep down. I buried all my insecurities deep down because I thought I had to be this perfect Christian. Like the first day I got into it, I thought I had to be, you know, whole and complete when we are just a work in progress every single day. And so my answer is, yeah. You brother Elliot? Yeah. Now brother Elliot, he, uh, he's been in church for, Whole life, you're yeah, 13? Life. Yes. 13, finna be 14. So he he grew up in this. Mm-hmm. And growing up in this and from where me and Tanner, we didn't grow up in this. And so now we're finally experiencing it. Some things, I guess, you do feel like, oh, I shouldn't be that because that's not who we are. You know, I heard it preached before I heard it taught before so when I start battling it do you believe that it's your first instinct to hide it and not talk about it not not open up about it not share it with anybody yeah because when you have let's see when you have a problem you know you fight an addiction first thing you're gonna want to do is hide it right but also the best thing to do which is the hardest thing to do because we're human is to bring it out All right. and let other people know th- that we're battling with this. So yeah. hear from the young man. All right. Hear from the young person, parent, hear from the young person. We're, we're going to hide it. Uh, he's a young man. Come on. Let's be real here, man. We're supposed to be macho, right? You know, we work without gloves and, and we only get two hours of sleep and, you know, no sickness can put us down and, you know, no no words, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. <laughs> you know, we feel like we got this, you know, macho man and we got a, we're full of muscle and, and pride and we just keep on going. 
we get knocked down, we don't get knocked down because man don't get knocked down. You know, we put this guard up, but we do hide it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I be real on this podcast with somebody? Go ahead. Go ahead. Man don't got emotions until they get drunk. Oh. Oh yeah, I'm preaching. Mm-hmm. Man don't got emotions until they get drunk. Just give that man a beer and you'll see how much things he's been hiding, as you said. You know, no, I'm not telling people to drink, okay? I'm just saying. From experience and what I've seen in life, I've seen macho men hide their emotions, but right when they get intoxicated, they're just letting it all spill out. I hate this person. Oh, I love you. You finally get a a, a love. I I love you from some, mijo, I love you, mijo. You know what I mean? You finally get that for once. Because why? They've been hiding behind this wall of what we assume a man should be. And I know as Christians, we feel we have to be perfect. It's a go. I think we should all set for ourselves. Why? Because we all should, should be better, right? We all should have a goal. If we don't have a goal, then we don't got nothing to achieve, right? We don't have a mark. But we have to understand. And like you said, we're not going to tell ourselves this. But that Bible is not intended to show us how we are perfect. But it is intended to show us that God chooses an unperfect people to be glorified and used by a perfect God. Gideon. Great example. This man was hiding. He was in fear. And it is very fascinating if you read that scripture. And you take your time with it. Because you will find out when the angel approaches him. He does not call him Gideon. He didn't say, hey, you, Gideon. You know what he labels him as? Mighty man of valor. An angel that cannot lie. As we know that some are ministering spirits, and that's what that was that day ministering to an insecure man because that's what he was. You may argue with me, but you can find it. You continue reading those scriptures after. You'll find out because he quick to show the angels and his insecurity. I probably would have been, hold on. You called me what? But he didn't. He started saying how he cannot be used by God. You know, where is God? We can't be used. My family's the least. Who am I? Syndrome. Right? Insecurity does that to us. Who am I? I can't be used by God because I'm a wreck. I'm a wretch. And the Lord does great things with him. But remember, I said y'all won't be able. I'm not saying y'all won't be able to accomplish things. But it's kind of funny how he got confident after he dealt with insecurity. But before, 
he had to walk, knock down some walls in his life. And he had to get past some insecurities in his life for him finally to be used by God. It's not that God cannot use us being insecure. It's just that insecurity will not allow us to be used by God. Insecurity is not stronger than God. We make it stronger than God. I had a, a brother in the church, Thomas Patterson. I love you, brother. He taught me something very well. He said, Jesus is a perfect gentleman. He's not going to force himself on anybody. And he's right. You go look in the book of Revelation. It says, I stand at the door and knock. It didn't say I barge in or I kick it in or I, I got a key to the door, so I'm going to go ahead and open up anyway. He's simply knocking like a gentleman. Why? Because he's waiting to be welcomed in. And that's what he wants to do with our insecurities. He is knocking on our heart and like he was doing with Gideon. I'm knocking, I'm knocking, I'm knocking at these insecurities in your heart. But ultimately, you're going to have to open a door for me to deal with those things. And that's what Gideon did. If you look at Joshua and Caleb, great men, did great things for the Lord. But when they were told to go spy out the land, you had 10 of them that said, no, 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 we can't. They were insecure. And the big thing that's going around right now is, is God, Godfidence, if that's how you say it. Basically, I can't, but he can. I see my niece wear a shirt that said it, and I liked it. Because that's what we need. I know I can't take the city. But Joshua and Caleb said, hold on, homeboys. We done seen God do too many miraculous things for us to start doubting him now. Like, you mean to tell me we woke up and there was this bread from heaven on the floor here. And we seen God in a desert dry land out of a rock. Water comes out. He's feeding millions of people. And we don't think that he can he can't slay these, and we believe that he we we can't slay these or he can't slay these giants. You're crazy. But you'll see the insecurity of the ten because the ten will tell themselves. Hear me out here. They told themselves. We are like grasshoppers. God never told them that. God never told you that. Moses never told him that. Your pastor never told you that. You are telling yourself that. Insecurity has always been an emotional topic for me because I lived in it for years. And there's many of things that I could have done for the kingdom of God effectively, but I didn't. Because I allowed myself to indulge in the insecurity. I allowed it to prepare a table and feed me. I allowed it to wake me up. I allowed it to motivate me. I allowed it to speak to me, to teach me, to lead me. It sounds like I allowed it to be my God because that's what you're going to do. 
You're going to do everything that it tells you. Everything. I don't sing good enough. I don't know that much. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thick enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not perfect enough. All things that will control you. If you don't finally open up your heart and say, God, I hear you knocking and I feel you knocking. I'm opening right now. Come sup with me because that's what Revelation says, that he just wants to go and he wants to sit down. He wants to sup. And say he wants to go in there and, 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 and call out your flaws and convict you. I want to sit down with you. I want to. What do you do when you sit down at the dinner table with your parents or somebody? What do y'all tend to do? We talk. Talk. That's what he wants to do. Talk to me. I want to hear you. I want to hear your struggles. I want to hear your failures. I want to hear what's lying to you. So how do we overcome insecurity? What, what do we do? The best thing to do to overcome insecurity is to lean on the word of God and to lean on him. When we put a thing, we put aside the things of this world, we put aside ourselves, we put aside our pride. We just have to believe in him and trust in him. But more than that, like you said, invite him in and be real. We can't be fake. We can't, you can fake other people. You can, I can fake you. I can fake Brother Elliot, but I cannot fake God because my, he says, I got a verse. All right, he got a verse. Come on, help me out. First Samuel 16 and 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So that's what it says right there. We can, we, we're trying to doll it up, huh? We're trying, to, we're trying to make it look good. And the whole time God's all like, man, I'm looking at you. I want you. I want you. Sir, I want you. Elliot, do you got something to to add to how to, what helped you overcome or or realize or whatever some encouragement? Prayer, reading your Bible and taking it in. Not just reading it cuz you know, I'm going to read this and I should be good. Take it in. Receive it. And uh, I got a verse for insecurities. 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20. It's Newer International Version. It says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So God made you the way he wanted you to be. He wanted you to look the way he wanted you to look. When Jesus comes, makeup won't matter, jewelry won't matter, the way you look won't matter. Be you, the person God wants you to be. Who are you preaching, brother? Hey, come on. Sounds like a, a Godfident scripture, huh? Yes, mm -hmm. Okay, brother Solis, I'm going to throw that question right back at you. How do you overcome insecurity? Well, I still battle it. Mm -hmm. You're going to battle it. I have not made heaven. Mm -hmm. I still wake up on this earth 
I cannot tell you, oh, I overcome it. Trust me. They will try to rise up. They will, you know, as many victories as you get, we're not done. We cannot lay our swords down and say, you know what? I killed this thing and it's done. I don't have to deal with it no more. Be vigilant. Diligent, sorry. Because your adversary, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. And the moment I lay my sword down is the moment that I have nothing to defend myself. So what helped me quit being an overthinker. Overthinking is ultimately the root to it. Like I told you, it's going to feed you, it's going to teach you, it's going to lead you, it's going to control you. And it all starts in your mind. Quit overthinking. They probably do not even think that about you. They, I'm not being mean when I say this. They probably don't even notice you. And if they do, whoop de doo Because they got to look in the mirror and see blemishes within themselves as well. Can yes. I get a hallelujah from somebody? Hallelujah. hallelujah. Quit overthinking. Overthinking leads to stinking thinking. And now you're, you're not thinking about nothing but negative. I shared this with my youth group one time. I said, look, this body ain't for show, baby. This is real deal. I'm on that Cheeto diet. I don't do no keto diet. So I got to be real with myself. I can't be uh, ashamed of my weight. If I love eating Cheetos, man, most likely I ain't going to lose weight. But I got to be real with myself. You know, I can't, I, I can't be driven by other people's opinions about me and get to overthinking. What do they think? What do they think? What do they think? So what? What do they think? Tomorrow, we don't even know if they may like that. Trends come and go. So my first one is you got to get rid of overthinking. And then second, you got to start embracing God for who he's calling you as. Blind Barmatus. A man that I love preaching about. A man that me and you need to take tips from. There may have been people in your life that have put labels on you. And back in the day, the way that they labeled a beggar was by a coat. And this man was wearing a beggar's coat. He was wearing a label that people put on him. And Jesus moved in his life just like Jesus is moving in our lives right now. And he would yell out, Son of David, have mercy on us. Or sorry, on me. I'm saying on us now. I'm speaking to us. He says, have mercy on me. And people... And insecurities are telling you the same thing that they told him. Shut up. Be quiet. Don't you speak up. Jesus can't help you. He don't want to help you. He's not here for you. 
He's going to move and change everybody else's life but yours. And Jesus calls him, and this is what I love about it, because the same people that told him to shut up are the same ones Jesus told them to get him. The same insecurity that is trying to destroy you is the same thing Jesus is going to use to make you an overcomer. But the first thing the Bible says that man did is he cast off the beggar's coat. You have to take that off and start embracing what God is calling you as. And Jesus called him healed and Jesus called him hold. And that's what he was. And that's what me and you have to do. We got to stop. We got to take these things off. We got to quit overthinking. Remember. If this man was worried about the crowd's opinion, he would have never got what the Lord had for him. But the first thing he did is, I'm not going to be worried about what they say and tell me and what they think about me. And second, he had to take off the labels that were put on him. You have to take off the labels that are put on you. And then he embraced the Lord. And when he embraced the Lord, the Bible says that he was made whole. Healing takes time, but whole was instant. If you cut yourself, and as I did yesterday, it's not whole. It's healing. It's going to take about a couple of days, maybe a week to heal. But the Bible says that Jesus made him whole. And he was able to see. I guarantee you that man didn't go back and pick up that coat. Because I'm no longer who they said I was. I'm no longer what I told myself I was, but now I embrace who he told me I am. But insecurity would stop you. It would be like that coat. This is what you are, and this is all you'll ever be. And then you allow that overthinking just like them to say, shut up. Jesus is not worried about you, which are all lies. Do you do y'all have any encouragement? For anybody? Yes. I would like to say that if anyone's ever told you in the past, if anyone's ever lied to you and made you feel insecure about yourself, about your appearance, about your personality, about anything, I would just like to say to forgive them. Just forgive them. There, it's, there's no point in holding in that grudge against them. Oh, but he said this about me. He thinks I'm fat. Okay. Just let it go. Forgive them. Because my Bible tells me that love covers a multitude of sins. And I'd also like to add one more scripture. 1 Corinthians 12 and 21 says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you. And the head cannot say to the foot, I do not need you. So when people try to reject you, no matter how small your job may seem in the church, remember that you are important. We are each individuals and that we are each matter. Every single one of us.
And don't let that dirty, dirty devil lie to you and tell you that you ain't nothing because that's just straight up a lie. And that's all I got. Brother Elliot, do you got something to share with the folks? Just three words. Come you on. are not alone. Four words. You are not alone. All right. All right. My people, my brothers and my sisters, it is human nature to battle human things. Talk to somebody. Talk to the Lord. As I said, he's a perfect gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you. But he wants you to allow him into your troubles, your circumstances, your insecurities. If we call him Lord, well, let him be Lord over those things. Stay encouraged. Stay faithful. Well, the coffee has run low, so I got to go. Have a blessed day. You're a child of God.